Hello and welcome back to the Bullpad Podcast. I'm your host, Oliver. Today, I'm joined by Jack. Hello, I'm back again. And welcome back to the podcast, Tom. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a, a long while, but looking forward to it. It, it has. Yeah, how's how how we've how have we been, gentlemen? I should ask. Yeah, been good. I think uh, it's been a good summer on the whole. You know, it's kept us talking on it. You know, we've had lots of transfer rumours and all this stuff going on. So yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been very good, hasn't it? Yeah, we've got lots to talk about, and obviously another, hopefully, a good season ahead, but. You know, obviously we'll talk about that more in depth. But you know, even today with you know with Watmore signing, it's it's looking this summer's turning out to be quite a good one for the club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I look at it and I think I can't really think of a better championship transfer window that we've ever had since coming back up. Yeah. Um, realistically, I'm probably saying it a bit too early because we may look back on it and go, "Well, he was naff. He was naff." He was naff. But on the whole, you know, we brought in what needs to be brought in besides, obviously, well, now we need a left wing back. I mean, mm-hmm. currently, Keir Best will probably start against Bristol City as it stands. Um, so, yeah, besides, besides chucking a 17-year-old in the deep end for championship, um, yeah, but I think on the whole, it's been pretty decent so far. Yeah, it's been better than I anticipated, probably. I think we were all a bit worried especially when DJ and Onomar news got announced mm. that they were both leaving. I think that was at the moment I started to think, like, oh, dear, like we hadn't brought anyone in, really. We were not really linked with anyone. Um, we didn't really know how much money there was to spend, but we brought in a few permanent players, which is better long-term planning from previous windows where it's been a lot of loans and short-term deals. So it mm. seems like we're starting to build a bit of a nucleus of a half-decent team again, which is nice to see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, how do you see it, Jack? Um, yeah, obviously I was very, very worried going into this season, especially this summer transfer window, and I think a lot of North End fans were because we've never really showed signs of spending money before or trying to go all out to upgrade or replace you know, the players that have gone but this season, it seems quite different, you know. Um, Mads Frocky Janssen's definitely got me excited, especially mm. after some of the games he's played in preseason. I thought he's looked a little, he, he looks a little, little tidy little player. Um, Jack Watmore, I think, is definitely something we need. And Duane Holmes is a decent little, you know, I'd say a, a good, um, like depth player. Then obviously yeah. Will yeah. Keane, who I think offers exactly what Troy Parrott should have offered. And mm-hmm. uh, Leighton Stewart and Calvin Ramsey, you know, decent, decent signings, you know, one-on-one, obviously. Yeah, I mean, before I, I'm going to go more in-depth on them, but I mean, looking back at last season as well, seeing obviously DJ go out, I think, albeit we'd have liked him to stay, um, mm-hmm. I think it was probably more likely that I were going to move on and obviously you did Stoke. Um are you, were you two quite surprised when um Onomar didn't manage to get signed on? Because to be fair, I thought it might have been a given. Yeah. 
I, I was, to be honest, because he didn't really pull up any trees with us, did he, over that half a season? I know towards the end of the season, he started to come into the side a bit more. He was playing a bit more regularly. But even even then, you know, he hadn't really played, put a handful of games together or anything like that. And I thought, I wasn't really sure if another championship club would really be bothered about taking a punt on him. But it seems like he's actually had a fair bit of interest. I see like Sheffield Wednesday are also looking at him at the minute. And he's got talent, don't get me wrong. But I just felt like, you know, it took him a couple of months to even get up to speed um, physically. So, yeah, I, I thought it would be pretty nailed on that he'd sign. And I think we did agree terms with him. And then Risdale said there was some sort of issue with the contract which he'd never come across in football before so who knows what that was but I think now we've signed um, Frockyar Jensen if that's pronounced right and Colin Mads yeah we're Colin Mads and uh, and Holmes I think I'd rather have Holmes and Mads uh, on permanence and you know they're a bit younger than DJ especially mm. Um I think it just brings that bit of freshness back as well because, you know, DJ's a top player, but he's been here that many years and, you know, he was probably getting a bit tired of it. Sometimes it's best move for all parties to, you know, move on and start afresh and give some fresh impetus. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that. And especially the freshness of Mads. Um, I think we saw it against the Aberdeen, the quality that, you know, Mads clearly shows. I know it's pre-season, but, you know, you can see the quality as there, being able to hit hit the ball first time and, you know, hit it with accuracy and power. And, you know, it mm-hmm. gave me a real impetus that, you know, we could potentially see more goals coming from, um, coming from you know, the midfield, especially in Mads, because he seems to find himself in scenarios where, you know, there's a, there's a shooting opportunity to be had. And rather than obviously taking time on it, he hits it as soon as he can to be able to make it obviously harder to predict for the keeper. And, you know, I think that's a really good quality to have. You know, he's clearly got the quality to play um, balls in behind. We, we saw that, that he was trying that with uh, Leighton Stewart. And, you know, mm-hmm. if, yeah, if a certain other name... Well. Yeah, if a, certain, if a certain other name uh, decides to join... Clearly, this season, who likes to play on the shoulder, I think, you know, Mads could be a real threat to any defence and unlocking any defence. Because he can play the ball in behind and he can clearly chip in with goals. So, for me, um, he's showing all the signs of being a top, top signing. Yeah. I think with Frocky Jansen as well, I just think there's there's just that silkiness about him in his touch and all that and his ball control. I, I just really like it. It, it, yeah, it's, yeah. The type, it's the type of player we've needed for ages. A very technical player. While physically he's not up to scratch yet, but I, I expect that to change. You know, given mm-hmm. give him a, give him a few months in the championship, it'll surely toughen him up a little bit. But he's definitely got the quality to play in the championship level. If not, you know, probably a little bit higher. But you know, just hope we can utilize him to his full strength. Because if we don't, then we're going to be, you know, missing such a huge part of a player that could really, really, you know, drag us through, you know, so many games. He could probably win games on his own if he, if he is allowed to express himself the way that he should be and was in Denmark. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. I think he's, you know, he 
we've missed that player that can unlock things at times. I know DJ was known for that, but sometimes he'd play a bit deeper or something. But Mads has played, you know, he plays high up. Uh, he just has that swagger about him, doesn't he, with the low Not socks keen on and... tracking back, is he? No, Not too but, keen at all, but... But, you know, that that will come with time. That's not going to be, like Jack said, it's not going to be an instant thing that happens where he's he's probably not been used to doing that as much in the Danish leagues. And obviously it's a big part of the championship for any attacker. You know, you, it's not just the defenders or midfielders that are tracking back. If you're in attacking positions, you've got to know your spaces, you've got to press well and everything. But that, that will come with time. It's There's no doubt in his ability and... I just hope he's given time to actually, you know, bed himself in because he's done well in the friendlies, but it's another ball game going into the championship season. But I think the signs are promising um, that he can go on and be our talisman, if you like. Yeah, and then obviously we brought um, Jack Watmore in, who we mentioned who signed today. Um, it does sound like Bambo Diaby will be leaving the club and going to Sheffield Wednesday. Um if the current rumours are true, I know he's started following their chairman on, on Instagram, which is usually the sign for them to be announced. Um, so, I mean, for me, what more is a good signing? Um, I think I think he definitely I think he brings a lot more. He's a ball playing centre half. Obviously, we saw that with Bambo, but you know, it does seem like a replacement for Bambo. Obviously, you lose the lack of speed with Bambo, but. I think I, I'm trying to find a word, but I feel like what more after watching him uh, a couple of times for Wigan, he seems a lot more composed on the ball rather than Bambo, who seems you know once he's on the ball, mm. he's needing to do something hectically straight away. Whereas yeah, think... more, he's a bit more he's a bit more composed, and I don't know, like I like he's Bambo. less erratic. Yeah, I like Bambo, but. He's That's, always yeah. there where, you know, he gets on the ball and you're like, oh, no, what's he going to do now? No, yeah, exactly. That's the, thing. That's the thing with Bambo as well, yeah. It's like you're sort of waiting for him to do something wrong. Like, I think it was against Stoke last season. Alex, was it Alex Neal's first game in charge when they beat us? Where he just... He played. He played well for a little bit, and next thing you know, he's tracked back against. I think it might have been Tyrese Campbell. Campbell, yeah, I think it was him. Oh. And next thing you know, he's given him loads of space, and he's just sort of finessed it into the bottom corner. And then Bambo's just like, "Oh well, who's gonna who's helping me?" Well, he's like, "You should have gone and attacked him, you know, but you did nothing." And it's that's the thing with Bambo. He's a very hit and miss player, but I do see a lot of the qualities in him. Obviously, we're going to be missing his pace because he's by far the one, probably one of the quickest defenders in the championship, which is always very useful if you're going to play a high line. But he's just so erratic in his decision making, I think, and I don't think that'll be missed. No, I think it's just the only concern with this sort of like swap um, with what more coming in and Bambo going out is I'm not sure how comfortable what more will be on the right-hand side of the defence. I think he's played mainly in the middle for, for Wigan, but that would leave us with just Story, who really can play on that right-hand side of a, of a back three. So whilst I think Watmore is a better player than Bambo, it just puts a bit of doubt in my mind about, you know, what's the plan if Story's out? But then 
maybe what more can fill in that position or even with looking to shift out maybe Bauer and, and get another in, you know, that would probably surprise me, to be honest. But um, quite a few things this window have surprised me where I thought we'd probably not go in for a player or or we thought we'd be covered and we've kept going for more. So um, that's my only concern with Bambo going, really. I'm not too fussed about him as a player, to be honest, but it's just sort of who can cover the story when he's not playing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I'm just trying to think of who who could we actually go out and get for a bit of depth in centre-back? I, I think it would have really... to be like a, a young Premier League loan, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, we, we've only got one loan space used and we've shown over the last few years that they are actually very useful. I know we don't want to rely on them throughout our whole squad, but if you add that little bit of of quality, you know, that you couldn't yeah. afford permanently, um, then you've, you've got to utilise it. I think I, I bang the drum about wanting permanent players in, but we've only got one, you know, if we had two or three, it's not the end of the world. Um, it, it just helps you to bring in that extra quality, like we've had with Sepp, Alvaro, um, Cannon, Archer. We've had a lot of players that have, have done that, so I think it might be one for later in the window. I don't think it's the biggest urgent thing going right now because obviously story's still fit as it stands and he'll be playing there for the foreseeable but it might just be something that we look at later in the window when Premier League squads have been finalised and um, maybe Bowers got a bit of interest from a few clubs and then maybe then I think I'd be happy to bring in a Premier League loan if if possible. Mm-hmm. What I would say in contrast to that um, albeit I know, I know you mentioned about Premier League loanees, but I really liked the link to Dominic Iorfa. Um So, Definitely. because you, you know, you know those type of players. Because I, I like Story at right centre half, and he's 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 good, but it's so different from Hughes at the left centre half. If you're trying, if you're trying to know what I mean, like Hughes, you can see get up to the byline and whip balls in, but Story's quite the opposite and it, I, I don't know I just feel like it's kind of awkward in sometimes yeah. like there's not that fluidity that there is down the left and the, that it is on the right you know mm-hmm. I, ju- I just feel like it just seems a bit chaotic down the right when they're trying to do the same and I felt you know DJ always liked to hover over to the left when we were playing and to be fair as long as the opposition defence you know locked off our left-hand side and stopped, you know, Alvaro and Hughes from overlapping and, you know, coming inside and DJ going up over there. I think, you know, they really sussed us out. So, the link to my and you know, as as Tom mentioned, you know, potentially getting a quick right centre-half who's, you know, got experience potentially playing at full-back as well. I reckon that would unlock a lot more fluidity down the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I could you know, potentially lead to a lot more goals. Definitely. Um, the Dominic Iorfa link, though, I don't... I, is there anything else on that? Because I, 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 I know I saw it, and, I ne- and then I never saw anything uh, else. Well, the Wednesday manager said not a chance. So, but but that being said, you know, someone like Dominic Iorfa, um, if you yeah. get what I mean. No, oh, yeah. I would definitely take Iorfa, yeah. Um, yeah, I I definitely take him. I, I'm surprised we've not tried to get a deal in 
with Bambo going the other way because they are quite similar profiles and they've just signed Bichon Bernard, haven't they, the other day as well. So Good day that's yeah, that was a one we could have got. That's probably someone like we were just discussing who we could bring in. That's probably would have been a perfect player to bring in, mm. wouldn't it? So you think that they're three centre backs who are very similar of being pacey, uh, can cover in behind and stuff. So I don't know whether what maybe Iorfa will be going out, um, but we'd be silly not to ask the question at least um, of a swap deal type thing. Yeah. Now, now just to ask, where do we see what more playing? Um, I think. I think he's going to play in the middle predominantly. Okay. Now, I think... now in, in that essence, mm-hmm. what where where does that leave Bauer and Lindsay? Well, I think, personally, my preference would be probably Lindsay Bauer's the up. one least out of favour, isn't he? Um, so mm-hmm. I think Bauer would be the one we'd be looking Three. to move on. And then that would be bring my ideal right situation. Get Bauer out and bring in the right centre-half. Yeah, like, like mm-hmm. that would be... Ideal, but it just depends on what interest there is in Bauer, and you know if he's. I'm not sure they're too heavy, really. I think there'll be people that are maybe like a lower, lower champ, even maybe not lower championship anymore, but top league one. You know, he's still performed for us. Um, Even last season, towards the end when he came in, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, You're not going to get a fee. You're not going to get. No, we're not going to get a fee. We might have to subsidise his wages wage, or yeah. um but if that means that we improve that's what you've got to do that's what a proper championship club goes and does they don't just be content with what they have they go and try and improve on that and that is what what we should be doing but I'm not going to hold my breath on it happening and if it doesn't no. happen I'm not I'm not going to say it's the end of the world but um it would just be a nice thing to complete the squad with wouldn't it yeah yeah, and I, I know what you mean about Prem loans. You know, we, we used to capitalise on it. I know we got Calvin Ramsey on loan, who's, you know, seemingly just needs to get up to um, fitness after his injury. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, uh, the word of Tom Cannon coming back on loan. But, yeah, an icing on the cake, having a, you know, a Prem loanee you can, you know, play right centre-half and get up and down the pitch like Hughes does would be, you know, the... The topping on top of a very nice technique for us, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it is needed. It is needed, but obviously, you know, we've surpassed what I've already thought we'd do this summer. So, realistically, anything from now, um, obviously, besides a left wing back, would just be you know the icing on the cake. But we've got to have a look at it. I know. Um, Low mentions uh, that time. Like I think there's been rumours that he's still wanting, you know, a young false nine that he wants to develop. Um, I'm not too sure that he wants to learn off Woodburn. Um, hmm. I'm not sure where I read that. Um, I mean, yeah. obviously to learn off Woodburn. Um, <laughs> I slate Woodburn, but to be fair, he's probably looked all right in preseason. So I hope he actually does well because I was very shocked to see him. Starting on again, um, but yeah, I am very, very excited about Leighton Stewart. Obviously, we got to give him time. He's only a twenty-year-old lad, um, but yeah, Jack, you know, there's just something about it. I think it's ma- mainly the signing that excites us more than maybe the actual player because we're doing something that we should have been doing so long ago with 
you know, bringing these young players in from, yeah. you know, Premier League academies, developing yeah. them and selling them on. You know, it, it just feels like the right step. Definitely. It kind of gives me the vibes of, like, when we used to sign, like, Ben Pearson and all that from these academies, you know, and we go on to develop them. But then again, that's probably... Uh, I've not really seen from Lowe that he can really develop a player like Grayson and Neil could. But I think he not can yet, strikers. not yet. Although he did, he's got, he, I, but I do believe he did develop quite a few players at Plymouth and Berry. But I've not seen it yet at North End where a player has clearly improved under him, like a young. He's player. not really had that that caliber of player though. You know where like they're young. Yeah, he's developed players, but they've been low knee players. That's what he's done. Mm. Being a, being an ex striker, you can tell what he's done with Cannon and you know with Archer. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Archer was good enough, but I, I I still think Low has that prowess of you know scoring goals as a striker and put put embedding that confidence into the strikers. Yeah, I do think he um, has a good eye for a striker though, because obviously him being yeah, and him, that... him being himself one as well. Scores goals. Yeah, he's, he's a, he scored. You know, let, let's not be around the bush. He scored loads of goals, albeit in League One, League Two. Low knows where the back of the net is. So, you know, if he's got an eye for a striker, and you know, this Leighton Stewart is his next idea. He's on a permanent. You know, let's hope for big things like he did with Cannon and Archer. Definitely, definitely, and I, I do think he has a pretty good profile, Leighton Stewart, as a player. I think obviously he's very clinical. We know that. We've seen mm-hmm. that. We've seen his numbers, and you know, at Liverpool, even scoring in like the UA for youth leagues and all that, which is you know obviously the top echelon of youth football. Um, obviously, he just he just looks very tidy on the ball as well. Got a good turn of pace. Very raw, obviously. You expect that when he's young, but it's it's definitely um, you know. Definitely something that we'll need to keep an eye on and you know be patient about. We obviously we can't expect him to score like fifteen championship goals no. already. But if he does, then more power to him, and that's benefit <laughs> that benefits the club massively. But yeah. you know, definitely, I don't see him starting necessarily right away. I do see a couple of bench appearances, but then he starts a cup game, gets a few goals, then he starts, and that's probably where it takes off for him. Yeah, I think that's the benefit. Yeah, the the benefit of yeah, we've got you know, hopefully Cannon will be in very shortly. We've got Reese and Evans coming back. I know they might not be hitting the ground running straight away, but they are still going to be back in contention in the next couple of months uh, or so. You've got Will Keane, um, so he's got people that where he's not going to have to be the main man from the off, which no. I think is important if we were relying on him straight away and, you know, people can get on his back if he's not scored in five or six games, um, can just ease him in. Even if it takes him this whole of this season, he'll still only go into next year at 21. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that can happen. And I, I'm just glad we've gone back to that model again. We I think we've ranted yeah. about it on this podcast for years nearly now. Yeah. Um, of wanting to go back to bringing in young, hungry players that we can improve. And not every single one of them is going to work, but at least give it a chance to work. At least this summer we've gone with yeah. Mads and Stewart. Um, that's two more than we have been doing recently. Um, a young uh, false nine. 
that he wants. Yeah, exactly. So th- there's still time for even more. And it just, it's nice to see, isn't it, when you've got some young, exciting players and it's good having these good loan players, but it just doesn't always feel the same as having your own, does it? And no. now we're starting to have that, that squad together and I'm excited to see. And there's no pressure on me for, for Stuart uh, if he does even gets five goals next season, it's probably higher than I expect for next year, considering I don't think he'll be a start of most weeks. Um, but it, to be honest, at the minute, he's probably going to have to start at, at Bristol City for me. Um, really? With the oh, way... I so, with Keane. Yeah, I'd go with Keane, but I just think I'd want two strikers up there. And no, 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 with Keane. Yeah. Oh, with Keane, yeah. No, I would um, have him there. Obviously, we'll go into depth on... Bristol City game later, but at the minute it's either um, Stewart or Woodburn, really, isn't it? Um, so he might probably mm. go for Woodburn to be honest, but I'd I'd go with Stewart. Well, I think I think then you're playing two false nines, kind of, because I always feel like Will Keane's more of a second striker. Um, yeah. I've seen him link up well with Mads, and to be fair, he looks he he, lo- he looks the real deal. Does Will Keane at the moment? You know. Albeit he's doing the hard and dirty work, you know, as we had with, you know, potentially Parrot and Sean Maguire for a start. He's obviously gone off to uh, Carlisle with Huntington. Um, but yeah, Sean, he always did the hard work, but, you know, never really had that clinical touch at the end. Uh, I'm not sure if that hampered by injury, but, and the same with Parrot, but I mean, with Will Keane, he, I feel like he's got such more of a scoring prowess around him. Uh, you know, he can clearly score with his head and, you know, stick it, st- stick an opportunity in front of him in the 18-yard uh, box. I'd expect him to hit the target. And, yeah, I mean, I see him as a second striker. So, playing him and Woodburn, I mean, I, I wouldn't really like to see Woodburn playing off the shoulder. I don't, I don't think he would. I mean, I know he did it against Blackburn when he scored, but, to be fair, for the majority of that game, you know, Ched was the main guy and then he was the second striker. So it depends how they're going to play it. Um, I'll probably say mm-hmm. Stuart might start, but obviously when Cannon comes in, if he does, I think Cannon will obviously be the main man with the, with the amount of loan fee that's going around. Mm. Yeah. What's... It's, uh, I don't know. But, I don't know how I particularly feel about paying one million in a loan fee for him. Well, I think I think that's blown out in proportion. To be fair, as well, I know I know it sounds like a big thing, but does anyone know what Cannon's wages are? Because I know we'll probably be paying it in full. I don't think it'll then, be that yeah, mad. No, but but I mean, what I'm what I'm trying to say is, how much did how much of the wages did we pay for Delap and Parrot? Well, because I I'm, I'm guessing they're on more significant ones. Yeah. They will be, and you know this one million pound fee. To be fair, is probably quite standard amongst the championship, but because they don't usually come out the fees that are being paid, you don't really hear about it that often. But at the end of the day, if Cannon's goals either keep us in the division, get us in the playoffs, it's worth that money that it. You know, we'd lose out oh, on with TV yeah. money if we got relegated or all that, and I think you know. It is a lot to pay, but we don't know how the, the fee is going to be paid. Is it going to be instalments based off 
how well we do next season, maybe, you know, if we get top six, it's more money. If, if we he don't, scores, you know, 15, 20 yeah, goals. Yeah, I, I don't think we'd pay £1 million up front at the start of the season when he could get injured after a week. I think more likely, and I think maybe Nixon touched up on this, who I know a lot of people don't like, but on this, on this particular transfer, he has got it pretty much spot on all the way through. Um, that it would be based off, you know, achievements, maybe goals, league positions, all that sort of stuff. So I don't think it's as set in stone as just we're paying them a million pounds straight and that's it. I think, you know, there's probably more factors to it than just that. Yeah, of course there is. Of course there is. I mean, the one the one player I do want to touch up on, um, well, well, there's two players left, is Dwayne Holmes. I know he's, you know he's come in championship standard. He looked... To be fair, it looked like one of the uh, better players when he did come on in uh, one of his first pre seasons, but he's got injured now, hasn't he? Um, that's gone a bit under the radar. I'm not sure when he's going to be back, but you know, you're bringing in championship quality and Dwayne Holmes for, I think, was it a minimal fee or free? So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're bringing in players who are also for the here and now under Ryan Lowe, which I know what you mentioned, but you're also bringing in, you know, youth players such as. You know, Stewart. I want to develop them. You know, a new little false nine that he's wanting. Um, how do we actually feel about Calvin Ramsey? I'm excited by Calvin Ramsey. I think obviously he's been injured a lot of pre-season, so he's probably gone under the radar a little bit. And he hadn't joined up as soon as he joined. He didn't come straight away. He spent a few weeks in Liverpool, but I think he will be one of the better wing-backs in the division next season if he can keep himself fit. You know, at Aberdeen, he proved himself in the SPL at, what, 18? Uh, and there was a reason Liverpool spent, you know, nearly £10 million on him. Um, and he's still only 20 now. I, I just think he will be brilliant for us if he can um, keep himself fit. You know, we've got some big big lads in the box now. Um, obviously, Keane, Evans... Uh, so I think if, if he can play regularly we have a, a real player on our hands and I, there shouldn't even be a debate for me who starts out of him and pops when fit but I think for the first few weeks maybe he'll probably go with with pop just you know what he knows and Ramsey's had a bit of a stop start pre-season um, so it will be Potts' shirt to lose I think but once Ramsey gets in that team, I can't see him not staying in it. From I've not seen a lot of him, but from the highlights I've seen and what you hear from Aberdeen, Liverpool fans, I think he will be the real deal. Could you, ten, allows, could, could you potentially see Brad Potts move into a more central role, though? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, it, it gives the opportunity for that because right now, um, and the majority of last season... Didn't really have a choice to play anywhere else, did he? I think no, he had more opportunity to play inside. I think, I th- you know, I, I think, think he'd be good. I think we spoke about this once, Ollie, that we think that Potts would, I think, would excel in a role in the midfield where he can make those late runs into the box. Sort of like what he was yeah. like at Barnsley sort of thing. You know, he was well, a we very... Saw, we saw right away at Leeds. Well. You know... Yeah, exactly. We've seen it. We've seen it with him, like where he has when he has played in that central role for for us, like under Frankie, for example. 
where he makes those late runs into the box and he just gets on the end of end of crosses or scraps or whatever and he just is a threat going forward because I do believe there is a really, really good player in Potts and we, we've seen glimpses of it and we know he can strike a ball. So I'd like to see him in a central role where he sort of makes those runs and, you know, get and he's an added attacking threat, you know, because I don't really want to see Potts out this out, out of Preston North End full stop. I'd rather keep him. I actually do mm. believe he can offer a lot to us, you know, you know, tactically and that's the thing about Calvin Ramsey as well. That's why I'm so excited by him. He allows us to be a little bit more dynamic in our play. You know, he can really stretch the pitch out. He can come inside and, you know, just really work well with flat, defenders. and the, play um, flat four now as well. Exactly, play flat mm. four as well. We have a whole new dynamic to our game now. And um, I think it obviously allows Potts to go central now. And who knows? It could really unlock not only just Ramsey, but Potts as well. So, yeah, I, I do believe there is still a role in this team, particularly when um we don't really know who's going to start in central midfield this weekend, considering White is still out. And... Yeah, yeah. Uh, you probably be, look at McCann, Brown and Mads. Mads yeah, which is a bit uh, of a weird one, really, because until maybe this pre-season, McCann has never played as that, that six before, so he's been led to, but then I, I think we've always agreed yeah. that McCann would be better in that deeper role in midfield. He's not really suited to be in that running eight. So I think I'm quite excited to see McCann be given a run of games in that six role, where he's Definitely. more about cleaning up defensively. He doesn't have to play crazy passes, he can just play it simple, you know, but I just like to see him break up the play because I feel like we waste him in that eight position at times because he's not the best going forward. But defensively, you'll struggle to find better in this division. So mm-hmm. I am looking forward to to that midfield on on Saturday, which I think is what it will be as well. Yeah, no, McCann's a six though is something I think really should have always been a thing. But Obviously, we had White and Moore in the, in that role playing as like a deep line playmaker sort of thing, you know, just sort of like that Pearson role. But I feel like Whiteman is a little bit more than that. But the thing is, with Whiteman, we're not really going to be seeing much, particularly at the start of the season with his injury and him so, so probably, was, and him wanting so, to move from the sounds of it. Yeah. So, but, so, 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 oh, Sam does well. Semikan does well. Where do you put Whiteman in this midfield? Put him in. Because you got to put him in somewhere. Put put him in an eight role. What about you, Tom? What's that? What's you? You know, McCann, if McCann does well in the six, where do you put yeah. Whiteman when he gets back? Uh, I'd play them both together and play them in like a pivot, and then have Mads further up. Yeah. Yeah. I think obviously it's adaptable the formation where we could play with like two sort of sixes um, and then have obviously Brown I'm not quite sure where that would leave Brown but um, yeah I'd, I'd probably go with that I, I don't see Whiteman as a, as an eight either really I don't think he has the pace I don't think he has the mobility he's a bit better on the ball than McCann but I think you need to be pretty fast across the ground in that eight position, you know, get around the park. And I don't think Whiteman's 
really that type of player. So really, I think if we stuck with the six and McCann was excelling there, then Whiteman would have to be on the bench for me. That's what I'd say. Oh, wow. Dropping Whiteman to the bench with one year left on his contract. Oh. That might, that, might, that might go down very badly. Well, but, I mean, well, maybe the can plays there for the first three or four games to wipe his back. He might be performing really well there, and then maybe there's a debate to be had whether we cash in on Whiteman. I'm not sure, but I don't want to jump. Does want to leave? Well, he's not heard. I've not heard anything on a new contract in or anything. And a year left, you'd think now would be the time to be either knowing he's staying or going, um, this is the last chance to get any half decent money for him. But yeah. how far much higher can Whiteman go? Like, I like him as a player, but where he obviously get a, a decent championship club as a free agent, but I'm not sure he'll be going like he won't be going to the Premier League. That I'd probably see him maybe at like a Watford, maybe. It, it... If he was, if he was going to get a prem move, I think now's probably the only opportunity, and they'd go Luton because they seem to find like a championship super team. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair shout. I, I think that that would make sense, but I just don't think he's going to get that move to the Premier League and Championship. Yeah, there's a chance, but I think he'd be better off staying here with us. But obviously, I'm biased, but. Um, I'd like him to stay, but yeah, it's um, it'll be interesting to see how McCann gets on in that position mm-hmm. in his absence because he's younger. Um, and if he can do well in that role, then maybe then yeah. we'd look for getting another eight in, um, and selling Whiteman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, to be fair, I think I think we've covered literally everything we have, um, on. On you know transfers coming in, have we got some listener questions? We do actually, we do. As a matter of fact, um, thank you to those who sent their questions in. Uh, we did get quite a few. Um, some went a little bit more overboard. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um... right, this one comes from Dominic Campbell, very very you know trusted source of questions on the podcast. He says, any other loans, aside from the obvious, that PNE might go after? I, th- I think we already answered that, to be fair. Um, yeah, with Tom saying that we may look at a right centre-half um, on loan, Premier League loan for a right centre-half. And, you know, potentially you look at, uh, I know we're looking at a loan potentially for a left wing-back as well. So, I mean, there, there's two. Um, I'm not sure on names at the moment, realistically, but yeah, um, I'm sure they might spring up sooner rather than later. After you know, as Tom said, the Premier League clubs finalise their squads going into the start of the season. You know, we'll we'll have a look what's there. Yeah, I agree with that. Left wing back, centre back. I think they're the two where we'd probably look to bring loans in. Obviously, Cannon as well, and that would bring us to four loan players, which is pretty standard, isn't it? By Championship standards nowadays, everyone likes to top up their squad with that bit of quality um, from Premier League loan. So, yeah, I'd say them two positions. Definitely, yeah. Uh, thank you, Dom, for sending your question. Uh, next one is from Keith p uh, Are the clubs still looking for a left wing back? If not, who will play that? That is a dilemma, seeing that Brady's injured, isn't he? I think. The best one at 
maybe it's not a dilemma from what the investors shown. I, I mean, it's a big statement to go and put him in that team at Bristol City at what seventeen, and he mm. probably would have been the last person on people's team sheets at the start of pre-season. But and he's usually a centre back by trade, I believe. But um, if he he's proven himself against decent opposition in in pre-season, you know Aberdeen and um, Stockport, Fleetwood. So I think his delivery is outstanding, isn't it? I've, I've oh, yeah. seen better any division ever, to be honest. Um, it, it's crazy. And that's a good attribute to have from that left-hand side with Keane piling in who's good with his head. So at the minute, it's looking like it's going to have to be best on Saturday. Um, and then Brady hopefully won't be too far away. But we still do need to bring one in, don't we? I don't think we could go with Brady and best for the whole season. No, because um, you're throwing a 17-year-old in the deep end. If, you know, the step's a bit too big for him, you know, where do we go from there? Yeah, and he's not and even a all left. No, but I'm all for opportunities, though. I'm all for opportunities, see how it goes. But if it doesn't work out, we have to have a backup plan. And obviously, Brady, if, if he's injured, you know, where else do we go? Yeah, there's got to be that, that bit of a depth in the squad. Um but I'm excited to give him a chance because this is how you've got to do it. Sometimes you've just got to be given that chance. People might be unsure about it, but you know, players might never have become the players they were if they didn't get given that chance. Exactly. Um, start. So it's got to start somewhere. And if he goes in on Saturday, I'm sure he'll do a good job. And I've got no worries about him. Yeah, uh, I definitely. I would. I would. Definitely start Keane Best this Saturday. That's all I'm saying. I actually do think do think he's outstanding as a player. I don't think we've got a choice. I don't think we really we have, don't a, have choice. a choice. I know, but I'm not a again, I I'm not against it. You know, when we can't not that we can be against it, but it's like even if it was between best or Brady, say Brady was fit, I think I'd be still be leaning towards best. I don't know why. I just feel like there's a there's just something about him that I really like. And um, I want to see him get games this season and uh, really develop. Obviously, he's 17, so you can't really, you know, play him back to back to back to back and burn him out. But we've got no choice. And I say, start him and see how he does. And I truly think yeah. that we could probably see, you know, a bit of a... Well, hopefully hopefully, no Alex Scott running at him. Anyway, hopefully. Uh Sam Jane asks, rate our transfer window so far out of ten. Eight. Seven. Six. I was gonna originally go six, but I'm gonna go six. Uh, no, no, but to be fair, mine's at eight with Cannon signing. Yeah. Without Cannon signing, it's a six. If you give me Cannon and a left wing back, I think I'd push it up to Maybe a nine, to be honest. Yeah, I'd push it up to a nine. I think that it... Cannon is done. I'm, you know, put my neck on the line with that one. I think it's all done. Um, so if you get four more, yeah, then we'll hopefully it would push it up to an eight with Cannon. Um, if you get four more players, um, you know, left wing back Cannon, um, this false nine that he's been banging on about um, to uh, bring in. Uh, development and the uh, right centre half that you know what one more could you ask for exactly I think uh, I mean 
pun in, was that pun intended there, Ollie? What more could we ask for? It wasn't actually, but you know. No, but <laughs> I'm a man, man of many tricks. Recent windows, I think it is definitely like we mentioned before, probably up there with the best, and we're not done yet. Um, which is exciting because yeah. usually I expected this summer we'd probably just bring in two strikers, Keen and Stewart, and we'd just wait for um Reese and Evans to get back, but we're yeah. still going further, which is surprising, but it's refreshing mm-hmm. that that's what we're actually doing now because that hasn't been the case in the past. So yeah, yeah two more. I'd be co- very happy with two more, but if we got three more, I think that, that would be dream ones, wouldn't it, really? Yeah. Yep. Uh, thank you, Sam, for sending in your question. Uh, next one is from um, but by podcast uh, fellow uh, Adam Shora. How does Tom Colston get such reliable transfer information? <laughs> I'm well, actually thinking the same question myself here, Tom. Uh, to be fair, this summer I've been on the money quite a lot of times. <laughs> I've got yeah, I get some stuff for it, but I have come out with a few ITK information, and my latest scoop is that Tom Cannon is signing. So cheers for that. Yeah, he's been signing for the past two weeks, Tom. So, <laughs> but hopefully, not not many people have waited till this long in the episode, and uh, it won't. Yeah, get out. probably cut off now. Aren't they? <laughs> if there's any listeners still listening, we appreciate you. Yeah, I, I'm fairly confident, and I've, I've had some. You know, I'm hearing a few more deals in the in the pipeline. So let's see what happens. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to change Will's P- Will Peony's question a little bit. Is best Hughes or Cunningham starting left wing back on Saturday? I'm going to change that to who would you rather start? Actually, I feel like we've gone over that already. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you, Will, for sending um a bunch of questions. Uh, unfortunately, most of them were. Basically asking for in the in the no information, which we probably don't have. Well, ask Tom. Ask Tom. He knows. I mean, actually, yeah, Tom, he's a good for you, actually. Anyway, um, let me just uh find another uh go on to the other post which has more questions. Um also oh, I would just like wow. to thank you. I would just like to thank Alan Nixon for blocking the butterfly podcast on Twitter. Um yeah. that was that was that was I don't think there was anything out of pocket or anything nothing really justified but thanks thanks alan nixon we'll really miss not paying for your patron posts anyway uh this one's from ed ed pna good friend of the show uh the show the podcast uh do you feel like our recruitment this window has been one of the best in recent seasons mm-hmm. yeah Definitely. he has um yeah uh, but to be fair i think we covered it but yeah um We've clearly recruited in the places that we need to recruit, and we continue to do so. So, you know, kudos to. Um, in terms of transfer windows, where would you rank? What what other transfer window comes to mind? Um, You're back a couple of years now, aren't you? I think you'd have to look back. Seventeen, eighteen, maybe. Even that window, though, I'm pretty sure we only got signed Fisher, Mavadidi, uh, Fisher, Mavadidi, Harrop. Maguire, Bowden, Mol, Rudd. 
Stephanie Mabadidi, yeah. And obviously we had um Connor Simpson as well. <laughs> and Kevin O'Connor. Uh, what was it when we signed McGeady on loan? Who else did we sign in that window? 1617. That? that was Ben Pringle, Anders Lindergaard, Tommy Spurt, Callum Robinson, Chris Maxwell, Horgan, Andy Boyle. What a what a what a blast from the past. Jesus. I think anymore. The the Alex Neal's last window where we signed Lightman, um Malumbi, Iverson, Seth, Cunningham. Um, yeah. I think that one probably Anthony Gordon. Um, <laughs> he's not gone on to do anything, has he? No, I think that one for me is probably at the time we didn't have the best end of that season with Neil and obviously Frankie came in, but the actual caliber of players that were brought in, pretty much all of them were hits, weren't they? Yeah. Much. Uh, but I'm gonna just say 16-17 transfer window because we signed Mackinock on loan and he's like the love of my life. So I'm gonna just say, <sighs> what? Well, don't sigh, mate. Come on, you know it. Um. Okay. Anyway, I've got. I did have the questions here. Wow, where are they? Right, never mind. Got them. Uh, this one is from Kai. Do you think fans are overreacting to the preseason results, or do you think it's a sign of things to come? Oh, um, I don't. I, I don't deep preseason that much. No, I don't. I don't. I don't deep it. You got to take it with a pinch of salt. But I, you look at the result, and you look at the result. The results don't matter, but I feel like the way that you play does. Um, I've not well, been yeah. overly. Ins- I've not been overly inspired. Um. As of yet, with preseason, so I'm, I'm not I'm not too confident going into Bristol, but obviously, you know, uh, expectations are low. Anything can uh, anything can. The only way it can go is up. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm not overly inspired, but I'm not too down about it. If that's anything to go off. Yeah, uh, I don't particularly care for preseason. Um, the only thing I really look for in preseason is like player performances, like individual performances, whether a player can be asked or not. And if I'm being genuinely honest, the senior players do really concern me, but the young players really do excite me because I feel like this has been the the preseason for the for the young players. They've really sh- stepped up and showed their quality. Um, Rodriguez Gentile and Kian Best, for example, you know, have really proven themselves. I feel like they, we could see them get look-ins this season. Yeah, exactly. The Jacob Slater move, I think that's really positive for the academy that we've had a player that's come Definitely. through in Premier League team, which how long has it been since that's happened? And yeah, it's a shame that he's left so early on, but we've probably got a decent fee for him. Um, it's quite a sizable fee, apparently. So, you've mentioned near the million pound mark, which you know you can't complain at that for, a, for an academy player that's played a handful of professional games off the bench. So, it proves that if we can have these academy lads getting more game time and, and developing them, that there's money there to be made or they can improve our team. So, mm-hmm. I think that has something we try and look to do more in the future. I know we've gone on about Category 2 academies and all that, and hopefully over the next couple of years, that's something we actually implement 
into the club because you know look at Rovers for example um, Adam Wharton at the minute they, they're probably getting close to £20 million for him this summer um, so that yeah. it would be best for us to that to be the next step we've done a lot of positive things on and off the pitch in the last few months and that would be one of my next priorities I think um, to make sure that the academy keeps producing these good young players um, as often as possible definitely yeah, definitely um, anyway thanks Kai and Ed for your questions by the way um, Sam Jane with another question do you think we will sign any more players before Saturday's game against Bristol City? Um, Cannon. Cannon, probably. Cannon could get announced tomorrow, maybe. And when we say tomorrow, we're recording on a Wednesday. So yeah. a few days before Saturday. Between now and Saturday, I do be- I, I personally believe ta- Cannon will be announced. I believe that will be done. Getting done yeah. tomorrow, isn't it, Tom? Or today, as this comes out. On that one, that I'm, I'm confident he will be, but um, I don't think left wing back will. We've not really heard any mumblings of anything on the left wing back front, so I'd be very shocked within the next two days if something magically came out with that one. So I think the only signing before Saturday now would be Cannon, which I'm not sure how fit he is at the minute, um, if he's fit or not, but. It would just give everyone a boost, regardless if if he's playing or not, wouldn't it? Really, it, it, the fans would go down to Bristol with a buzz. Um, it gives the players a lift, so it'd be nice to get that one done before Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, now thanks, Sam, for your questions. Uh, now I'm going to tie these two questions together because they're both very similar. Uh, and this is from Jack Fisher and Daniel Critchley. Where does the current squad finish fully fit? For me, 16th to 17th, says Daniel. And do we have a better team now or at the end of last season? And then Jack Fisher asks, where would you put us in the table if you had money on it? So basically, where do you see us finishing with a fully fit squad? Currently? Mm-hmm. Are we doing with or without Cannon? Do one with, do one without. Um, eleven with, um, fifteenth without. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that pretty much. If we got got a left wing back in as well, we would probably. I think we could still it probably be the same around between tenth to twelfth. Um, and then if it was a current squad, I think with Cannon. Without Cannon, sorry, I think maybe we'd be looking at 18th, 19th, to be honest. Yeah, I think if we do get Cannon and our left wing back in, this could be a hot take. I could potentially see us, and I don't know why, I could see us maybe knocking on the door again of the playoffs. I don't know why. There's just something about, I don't know, I, just, I don't know. If we just get Cannon and a left wing back in, I just feel like something's just going to click and everything's going to go rosy. And But that is dangerously optimistic. But I am known for being dangerously optimistic. So, yeah. But if we don't get Cannon or a left wing back in, then I could see us being in huge trouble. Um, probably, uh, I'm going to go 17th, 16th sort of thing. 
and it's kind of mad to think that Tom Cannon and left wing back is the difference between fighting relegation or potentially fight for playoffs. That that it's just kind of mad to think that. But you know, that's just how I see it. But I could definitely see us finishing like lower mid table if you know if those two don't if those two things don't happen. Um but this kind of ties in with my question. And it's kind of what I kind I kind of put it on the promotion for this podcast. Uh is it the is this is this it for Ryan Lowe now? Do you think that he has to deliver now? Yeah, if he gets yeah. the players that he's been wanting, you know, if he gets Cannon, if he gets this left wing back in, um, and then you know, you look, you look at potentially two other signings he's got to perform. Um, he's got what he's wanted. He's been backed. Um, well, to be fair, he's been backed now more than probably past managers. So. Yeah, it's down to him now. If he doesn't perform, you know, I don't think he can be pointing any fingers if that's, you know, anything to go off. Yeah, yeah. I think this is now. There's no, not really any excuses really. Um, last year he he would have, you know, the arguments if he didn't always have a a squad that he would have liked and didn't have the wing backs needed for the system. Um, but this year, if we could get a left wing back and striker in, I think. It's up there with one of the strongest squads we've had since being back in this division. And he has to start showing this brand of football that he keeps going on about. Um, I want him to succeed, but I just think that the football on the whole hasn't been great. Um, but he, ha- mm-hmm. he will have players now that can win him a game and give us that bit of flair. So, yeah. I'm not going to be on his back after three or four, five games. Um, I'd give him at least 10 games, see how we're getting on. But he has to have us in a half-decent position, definitely. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think I've been... I mean, I, I think I think you guys know that I'm probably one of like Ryan Lowe's biggest backers. and um, But even now, I'm in the position where it's 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 now or never really for him now. It's he has to do something impressive with this squad now. It, he, if he doesn't, after like 10, 12, 14 games, I was in a good position. Then I'm I'm just gonna be straight up and straight up honest. I know I got quite some flack from people on social media for being a Ryan Low believer, but I do see what he's trying to do. I just never thought he necessarily had the squad. Now he's got the squad, and now he has the tools to implement his style that he keeps going on about. And if I don't see that and we're not in a good position, then maybe we're, there's going to be some change demanded. Um, but, you know, obviously, fingers crossed that doesn't happen. And obviously, you know, we have a very good season because you never know, even though this championship does look very, very tough, teams could still absolutely slack off. You know, Watford, for example, probably had one of the best squads in the division last season and finished mid-table. You know, you never know. You never know. And um, maybe we have to, maybe we have to have, we maybe we have to hope for another one of them seasons where the big teams don't particularly perform well. But, you know, that's where we have to take advantage and really show that what we're about. And, you know, I feel like Luton and Coventry, not Luton per se, I'd say Coventry more took advantage of that. But 
obviously with the Jokeres money, they're going to be improved significantly. And they their business has been really good. And a lot of teams in this division have strengthened. So we really have to be uh, on it this uh, season. And uh, if we're not, then Ryan Lowe is in trouble. Yeah, he's, he's got to perform. Um, but hopefully, hopefully ourselves and obviously the low he does. Um, I mean, I, I think it's best we move on to the first game of the season. You know, Lowe has to get off to a good start. And obviously against Bristol, it's going to be a tough game. Um, you know, obviously we're going to have a left wing back in Kim Best as well. So we've got a 17-year-old starting. Hopefully it's not against Alex Scott. Because um, I think he's on his way to Bournemouth as it stands, so we'll have to see. Um, what are you boys expecting from the game? You know, are you, are you optimistic coming into it, or are you a bit, you know, not sure what to expect? If I'm being honest, I go into the first game of every season with a newfound optimism. Really, you just hope to get off to a good start, and you know, I. I that's no different for me. I do believe we can win. We're, it's at Ashton Gate, which is, I mean, not in recent seasons has been has not been a very good happy hunting ground for us, but it has been in the past before, like the past two seasons. But you know, I'm I'm just expect I'm kind of expecting us to go there and win. I don't know why. I just feel it, and yeah, <laughs> that's just it. It's just that newfound optimism, you know, me looking forward to the new season because we have been, well, even though I've enjoyed the Women's World Cup so far, it's just not been, I've just missed the, I've missed Preston North End. But if we lose, then I won't miss, I won't have missed them as much because so that's how that goes. Um, but I'm going to stick my neck on the line and I'm going to go 2 0 Preston. I think we'll get off to a good start. I don't know why. Just do. 2 0 Preston. I wish I was that optimistic. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I think I'm going on Saturday, but I'm not going there with with much. I don't know. I think if we had a full squad ready, but I know we've got a few injuries, and I just think we might just be a little bit. I'm not going to be really concerned if we do lose on Saturday because I know that we have got. A lot of players to come back, you know. Whiteman probably isn't going to be fit. Holmes, Bree, Sevens, um, there's players that aren't going to aren't going to be ready yet. Um, so I'm not going to lose lose my head over it. But I think even getting a point on Saturday would be a good result. Whilst we're still not quite there with getting our squad, I think Bristol City have had a more balanced preseason. You know, they they've won a lot of games. They've had a settled squad. They've not they've pretty much got all the players they want in now. Whereas we're still in an ongoing process. I know ideally we'd have liked everyone in for Saturday, but if we get them all in as soon as possible, then that, that's good enough. So I think if we could get a draw at, at Bristol City, I'd, I'd be quite happy with that um, at the minute. So, yeah, I'll go with 1-1. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with 2-1 Bristol City. Um, hopefully I'm proven wrong. I'd... I just see them having a bit too much quality at the moment. You know, if Alex, Alex Scott plays, you know, he's coming up against 17-year-old Kean Best. Uh, hopefully, Best has a uh, two-player baby, but I mean, it's, it's some player to come up against if, you know, you, you, you start a new championship baby and you got one of the best dribblers 
in in the league you're coming up against. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go two one. I'm gonna go two on Bristol. Um, but I'm quietly optimistic for some reason. But my head's just telling me two on Bristol. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think we've been rambling. I don't think we've missed anything. I think we've rambled on for about an hour and a bit. Um, unless you boys have anything else to say, I think that's the first part of the uh, year done. Yeah, that's part of the new season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Can't think of anything else to talk about. No. So yeah, thank you boys once again for coming on and uh, wasting your evening with us. (laughs) And uh, cheers, listeners, for listening. If you're still there. All right, cheers, boys. Cheers, Cheers, mate.